for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management and Emergency Operations Conference Call. Today is March 27, 2019. This call will be held today and Friday of this week. Today's call is intended to provide congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, and the media an update on the Corps' actions in the basin with regard to water management operations and support to local communities, states, and the tribes. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. This call is being recorded and will be placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dbidshub.net slash unit slash USACE NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. We share this call and more information on our Facebook and Twitter sites, NWD USACE. All lines have been placed on mute during this call. When we get to the question and answer session, period, to unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place the call on hold. Today's agenda includes an update of the Corps' actions and plans for managing water releases from the six main stem dams, an update from the National Weather Service, an update of actions being taken by the Corps' Omaha District, an update of actions being taken by the Corps' Kansas City District. And with that, I'll turn it over to John Rimmis. John? Thank you, Eileen. Good afternoon. I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Main Stem Reservoir System. I will provide a rundown of the upper basin conditions. Before I get started on that, I'd like to remind everybody that the volume, timing, and location at which runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and amount of releases. Each runoff season or flood event is unique. Care should be taken when comparing one event to another. The mountain snowpack remains near average. What that means is the mountain snowpack is still accumulating for that, what would be considered a normal or average rate. Mountain snowpack usually peaks around April 15th. We are beginning to see the plain snowpack melt. This melt is beginning to appear in the Missouri River Basin Reservoirs, particularly the Garrison, Oahe, and Port Randall Reservoirs. I will now provide a brief status of each project from upstream to downstream. Over the last 24 hours of Port Peck, the inflows have averaged 52,000 cubic feet per second. Port Peck releases have averaged 6,700 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen about four-tenths four of a foot. Over the last 24 hours of Garrison, the inflows have averaged 93,000 cubic feet per second. Garrison releases have averaged 12,800 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen about half a foot. Over the last 24 hours of Awadi, the inflows have averaged 130,000 cubic feet per second. Awadi releases have averaged 4,100 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen about 0.7 feet. Over the last 24 hours of Big Bend, the inflows have averaged 24,000 cubic feet per second. Big Bend releases have averaged 21,800 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen about 0.1 foot. It is important to note that Big Bend is a re-regulation project with very little flood control storage. 
The pool of Big Ben does not fluctuate much and will remain in the vicinity of elevation 1421. Over the past 24 hours at Fort Randall, the inflows have averaged 64,000 cubic feet per second. The Fort Randall pool has raised about 1.1 feet. Releases from Fort Randall are 12,000 cubic feet per second. As the plain snow belt continues and inflows into Gavin's Point Reservoir decline, releases from Fort Randall will be increased. Increases in releases from Fort Randall are necessary in order to reduce the chances of the Fort Randall pool entering the exclusive flood control zone, which would then precipitate even larger system releases from Gavin's Point Dam. Releases from Gavin's Point Dam are 33,000 cubic feet per second, and the pool has dropped 23 feet over the last 24 hours. Over the last 24 hours, inflows into, excuse me, inflows into Gavin's Point have averaged 25,000 cubic feet per second, primarily from the Niobarra River. We expect the inflows into the Gavin's Point Reservoir to decline at a very slow rate as the additional water moves downstream. We will increase releases from Gavin's Point to 36,000 cubic feet per second tomorrow, and based on the forecast of snow melt over the next week, we plan to increase releases to 39,000 cubic feet per second on Sunday and 42,000 cubic feet per second next Wednesday. This will allow us to increase releases from Fort Randall. It is important to note that Oahe and Fort Randall are the two southern or lower most storage reservoirs in the system. The pools and these reservoirs are filling relatively quickly. In order to provide for the greatest degree of flood risk reduction throughout the runoff season, it is important to create some room in these two reservoirs. We will continue to evaluate the conditions and make adjustments as necessary. We will share our, our revised release schedule in our daily update, which is found on our website. Our release schedules have been shared with the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center for input into their forecast. After my talk, Kevin Lau, lead hydrologist from the River Forecast Center, will discuss their Missouri River forecast. Regarding the entire six project Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System, we have 12.9 million acre feet of the 16.3 million acre feet of flood control storage, or 80%, available to start for basin runoff. We will continue to monitor runoff conditions over the next few weeks as the temperatures in the upper basin warm up and the remaining snowpack melts. Our next official runoff forecast will be April 1st. The one-page weekly update that my office usually publishes every Tuesday is now being published on a daily basis. We will continue to update this on a daily basis until mainstream system operations return to normal. This one-page document summarizes system conditions and our short-term operational plans. You can find this update on the Missouri, Base, Missouri River Basin Water Management webpage, highlighted in yellow under weekly update. That concludes my remarks. Thank you. Thanks, John. I'll turn it to you, Kevin Lau. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Kevin Lau. I'm with the National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center in Kansas City. The crest is currently uh, in the Boonville, Missouri Reach. It will um, pass by Jefferson City tomorrow, and the present crest uh, will happen at St. Charles on Friday. However, uh, we incorporated, uh, today we incorporated 72 hours for the next 
three days of anticipated rainfall. Typically, we only incorporate 48 hours or two days. But because of a system that will begin to affect uh, the region tomorrow and for the next uh, three days, uh, we decided to incorporate all 72 hours in order to take into account the entire event. This event will center on northern, well, actually Missouri, the state of Missouri, uh, widespread one and three-quarter inch rainfall amounts are expected. And so the forecast that we issued this morning on the Missouri River incorporates all of the rain that we anticipate. And so um, even though the crest is now at Boonville and tomorrow will be at Jefferson City, we do expect because of the additional rainfall, the next three days of rainfall, a second crest at Boonville and a second crest at Jeff City. And those crests will be approximately the same as what we'll realize tonight and tomorrow morning for those crests. As we move uh, to Chamoy and onto the map, from the Chamoy Reach to the St. Charles Reach, the second crest, the crest due to the rainfall and scheduled releases from the Osage River Basin will cause the second crest, which will happen next week, to be higher than the uh, crest that would come just from uh, the event that happened last week. I hope that's clear. Again, all of this information is in uh, uh, the Missouri River uh, forecast that we issued this morning. And I believe, uh, so to kind of give uh, a little bit of context, the, the rain that we do expect over the next three days uh, won't really affect uh, uh, the river until uh, Kansas City and below. It doesn't really affect the river. It kind of just hangs up the recession or the falling limb a little bit uh, upstream of Kansas City. But at Kansas City and downstream, the rainfall that we expect over the next three days begins to take an, uh, uh, an effect upon the river forecast. And at Kansas City, for instance, it has increased our forecast by about two foot two-foot Kansas City due to the next three days of rain. And with that, I will conclude uh, my remarks and just wait for questions. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Ted Strexis from the Omaha District to provide an update. Ted? Thank you. Good afternoon. My name is Ted Strexis, and I'm the Deputy District Engineer for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Omaha District. The Omaha District's focus remains on ensuring the safety of our citizens and communicating the conditions on the river systems to all of our partners and stakeholders. The Corps continues to provide flood flight assistance to states, local, and tribal governmental agencies. As a reminder, there are more than 350 miles of levees on the Missouri, Platte, and Elkhorn rivers and tributaries that have experienced significant flood damage. Due to the magnitude of damage along these levees, Repair of the levee systems will take an extended period of time to execute. The majority of the levee systems were compromised due to record inflows surpassing their design protection levels. As 11 o'clock today, there were more than 50 confirmed full or partial breaches on that levee system. The district is currently providing technical assistance in multiple locations. In Sioux Falls and Del Rapids, South Dakota, a team is providing assistance for high flow and snow melt along the Big Sioux River. In Ashland, Nebraska, a team is assisting with breach closures on the Clear Creek levee. Technical and direct assistance is being provided to Hamburg, Iowa, 
for the temporary raise of the Ditch 6 levy. There are also teams providing both direct and technical assistance to Watertown, South Dakota, and Pacific Junction, Iowa. Additionally, there are teams offering technical assistance to Council Bluffs, Iowa, Saunders County, Nebraska, and Dodge County, Nebraska. The risk of significant flooding continues due to the high plain snowpack across portions of North and South Dakota, especially across Northeastern South Dakota and the unregulated James and Big Sioux River basins, as well as any rain events over the affected areas and unregulated tributaries that contribute to the damaged areas. I cannot emphasize enough that residents should continue to monitor the situation and keep in close contact with their local and state emergency management organizations to stay updated on any evacuation plans and emergency conditions. Due to the compromised conditions of our levee systems, much smaller rain events may be problematic. The Omaha District is continuing efforts to perform damage assessments as the water begins to recede and access to the levee systems becomes available. The district is conducting underwater surveys of scour holes along the Missouri and Platte Rivers, as well as gathering aerial imagery to support these efforts. As always, the Omaha District remains committed to providing flood site materials, direct and technical assistance to our state, local, and tribal emergency management agency partners throughout this event. The District Emergency Operations Center's 24-hour phone number is 402-995-2448. I will now be followed by a representative from the Kansas City District. Thanks, Kansas City, are you on the line? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Jed Keneven. I'm the Emergency Management Chief for the Kansas City District Corps of Engineers. The Kansas City District continues to engage uh, our local, state, and federal partners. Uh, flood fight efforts continue, and we are providing supplemental technical and direct support as needed. Uh, we will continue to do so until flood water is received. Our Emergency Operations Center is activated to a partial activation level. The Emergency Operations Center is operating uh, from 6.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily, and we can be reached by calling 816-426-6320. Uh, today we have one mobile liaison team and an aerial reconnaissance team in the field providing support to local levy owners and operators. The liaison team is in, at, at uh, Missouri River Levy System L455 in St. Joe, Missouri. The sinkhole that developed a couple days ago continues to be worked and monitored. Uh, we will also be providing the levy sponsor of L-455 with two 12-inch self-contained pumps to assist with internal drain, uh, drainage in the vicinity of the South St. Joe Industrial District and or Lake Contrary area. The aerial reconnaissance team is working the area from Corning, Missouri to Waverly, Missouri. Uh, we are using this technique to identify levy breaches as the waters begin to recede. In the area of Waverly, Missouri, we are able to use the aerial platform to quickly identify performance issues with our non-federal levy systems. The district has issued 591,000 sandbags to date. We currently have one automatic sandbag machine supporting levy districts in Carroll County, Missouri. Uh, no additional requests have been received for additional types of floodlight products in the last 24 hours. Uh, we remain well equipped to provide direct assistance. Water levels in the Waverly, Missouri reach remain dangerously high. Levy sponsors continue to actively fight the high water in this area. Several of the systems continue to be fully loaded, meaning they have no freeboard. 
Uh, we have projected that 18 levy systems will have less than two feet of freeboard. Seven of those levy systems are still in danger of being overtopped. In the last 48 hours, we have not received any additional reports of levies active in the USA CL8499 program being overtopped and or breached. Levies that have overtopped are likely to form overtop breaches the longer water runs over them. And we'll continue to provide updates on levy overtops and breaches as they occur and are confirmed. We will provide a final accounting of damages to levies when the flood water is received. The major flood control reservoirs within Kansas City District, within the Kansas and Osage River basins, are operating normally in accordance with the water control manual and will continue to accumulate flood storage until conditions on the Missouri River at Waverly, Missouri and Herman, Missouri allow for the release of that flood storage. The navigation channel closure remains in place from Glassville, Missouri to upstream of Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, we currently have core employees providing liaison support with the Missouri State Emergency Management Agency and FEMA Region 7. With rain in the forecast, it's important that the public along the Missouri River remain vigilant. Water levels are dangerously high. We have levee systems that are damaged. Many more are saturated and maybe in a weakened condition. Some still have water to the top, so please pay attention to the National Weather Service forecast, watches, and warnings. Kansas City District will continue to support our partners in this fight as long as flood waters threaten their community. We will also be with them through the coming levee rehabilitation efforts. Please be safe. Thank you. This concludes the district's remarks. Thank you, and thank you, everyone, for those updates. I'm going to manage questions based on groups and location. We will start with congressional, tribal, state, and local governments, and then move to questions from the media, again, by state. Please wait for your group and state to be called. Remember to hit star six to unmute your phone. Please be sure to state your name and organization you represent before asking your question. I'll go state by state in alphabetical order. So, congressional, tribal, state, and local officials from the state of Iowa, star six to unmute your phone for any questions. State of Kansas. State of Missouri. Again, star six to unmute your phone. Yeah, this is uh, Ryan Hennessey with St. Joseph News Press. Oh, uh, if you don't mind when we get to the media, um, this is... Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Not a problem. Uh, State of Montana. State of Nebraska. This is Dean with Congressman Baker's office. Yes. Can somebody provide a status on the uh, union levy repairs? Yeah, hello, sir. This is Matt Crassie. I'm the uh, readiness branch chief uh, in the Omaha district. So those um, union uh, dike levy repairs are um, scheduled to be complete Friday, um, so they're on schedule to have that closed up uh, by the end of this week. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Any other questions, congressional, tribal, state, and local from Nebraska? State of North Dakota, star six to unmute your phone. State of South Dakota, and State of Wyoming. 
Hey, this is Frank Tedeschi from uh, Senator Round's office. Do you hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, looking at uh, the three-week uh, forecast. I want to make sure I'm reading it right. Looks that uh, we get to the end of the uh, forecast period on the 19th of April, and it looks like we're somewhere around 45 46% of uh, the system capacity. First, am I reading that right? And second, do you have any assessment on uh, how it looks any further uh, out from that three-week uh, point with any uh, any level of confidence. Thank you. Yeah, this is John Ramos, Chief of the Water Management here. Uh, yes, Frank, you are reading that right. Um, going forward from that, in three weeks we should have most, if not all, of the plain snowpack uh, in the system. From there on, uh, we're forecasting. Uh, uh, well, we will we'll see our, what our forecast is next Monday when we put it out. But uh, the plain snowpack is, or the mountain snowpack is, is average, and uh, we're predicting equal chances on the precipitation. So um, we'll know more next week, I guess. We don't have a lot of, of information to share on that. I understand. It's, uh, I appreciate your uh, comments, Jeff. Thanks. Thank you. All right, any more questions, congressional, tribal, state, local officials before I move to the media? All right, we'll move to the media. Star 6 to unmute your phone, State of Iowa. State of Kansas. And Missouri. Thank you, News Press. This is you. Star six to unmute your phone. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay, sorry about that. If, uh, if the Missouri River is uh, prone to flooding, like the uh, judgment of the IDEC reforms the uh, United States case kind of alludes to, are there considerations to offer farmers along the river flow adjustments? This is John Remus. Uh, that uh, lawsuit is ongoing, and uh, as a matter of core policy, we don't comment on ongoing litigation. Okay. Somebody has a hot mic out there. All right. Any other questions, media, state of Missouri? State of Montana, star six to unmute your phone. State of Nebraska. Yeah, so this is Nancy. Third Hi, Nancy. Hill. Hi. Hey, John, so on the plain snow melt, um, still safe to say melting faster and greater volume than usual? Uh, yes, it's... Uh uh, faster and uh, in a greater volume. We still don't know what the volume is going to be yet. But, uh, okay. Right now, we would say faster and a greater volume. Uh, okay. If Kevin Lyle wants to weigh in on that, he can as well. I would have, Kevin? I would have the same response. This is Kevin Lyle, National Weather Service. Yeah, fa faster, faster melt. Okay. Anything, anything in the forecast to help or hinder that? 
Um, no. Uh, it, it'll conti- it should remain faster <laughs> until we get through it. Okay. And what was the percent of normal for, mount- for playing snowpack? If you have it. Wow. I guess that's a tough question. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have that kind of information at my fingertips. That's all right, but I think I recall you guys saying you're normal, right? Well, hey, Nancy, this is Kevin Hurley from the Corps. And when it comes to playing snow, I, I, we characterize it by what part of the basin we're talking about. So if we're going to eastern South Dakota um, and just north of Pierce, so in central, north, central South Dakota and eastern South Dakota, we would characterize it, the Corps would characterize it as moderate to heavy. Uh, different portions of North Dakota and Montana would be more of the, around moderate. And then there are portions of, say, Wyoming that was it was even light to moderate snowpack. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. Anything else, Nancy? Um, one quick question on Union Dyke. Finished by Friday evening. We did have some rain recently that paused the work. Is there a difference uh, that this upcoming rain won't uh be cause a pause or, or that's irrelevant if, even if it does? Just uh, Can you explain the, the role the weather does or doesn't play in completing the union type? And that's it. Thank you. For, oh, I have one other thing, but yeah, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, hi. This is Matt Krasky, writing um, this branch for the Omaha district again. And the rain, the rain that's coming in is going to be far enough south that it should not affect our um, construction operation out there at Union Dyke. Yeah, yeah, and the, thank you. And the last thing I want to say, I just want to thank you guys for what you're doing. Uh, uh, I think we all know you're under a lot of pressure, and we appreciate the time you're giving us. So it would be remiss if I didn't say thank you. Thanks, Nancy. Any other questions, State of Nebraska? Star six to unmute your phone. Yeah, this is uh, Josh Funk with the Associated Press. Go ahead, Josh. Um, I want to ask you all, uh, I'm just going to, how do you respond to the criticism that's out there that the, the quarry either caused or, or worsened this flooding with, with the way you manage the river? This is John Ramos with the water management here. Um, our operations at Gavin's Point Dam were dictated by the runoff. Uh, Gavin's Point Dam, as I mentioned uh, several times on this call, has, all, has a very little amount of flood control storage. We used all of that storage and then some. We actually surcharged the reservoir a couple of feet. Uh, we kept our flows as low as we possibly could and delayed those increases uh, as much as we could to lessen the downstream impacts. But uh, the very fact of the matter is there was far more water coming into Gavin's Point than we could uh, hold in that reservoir. So uh, uh, the, the operations did not cause the flood. Uh, there is no real regulation on the Platte River. Uh, there's not uh, any regulation reservoirs on the Big Sioux or many of the uh, western Iowa tributaries that also put in a considerable amount of water. So uh, this is a, a flood from uncontrolled tributaries primarily uh, that caused this flooding. It, I know um, some of the criticism that's been put out there relates more to the levees and whether those of a role in making the water more forceful to come downstream and not letting it spread out be the wetlands as it once did. Um, I don't know if anybody could kind of respond to that uh, area of criticism that's out there at times. 
I know yes, this is for John. Go ahead. This is Jen Streckless, Josh. I'm the Deputy District Engineer for Omaha District. You know, fundamentally, the levee system that is constructed uh, along the Missouri River, predominantly south of Omaha, uh, was overwhelmed, uh, as John indicated, by the flows that we saw primarily out of the Platte River, but also out of uh, several of the other unregulated uh, rivers that John mentioned. <clears throat> the point being, the, the sheer volume of the flow exceeded the design capacity for the levee system that was constructed adjacent to the Missouri River uh, in, in most years since that system has been construction constructed. It has proven adequate to pass the spring flood and the floods that occur within the basin. Um, obviously, this year it did not, and we've seen prior years where it also has been unsuccessful in completely mitigating the flood risk associated with the uh, flows in the Missouri River. Yeah, and as you both point out, the majority of the flows were coming from the, the Platte and the Elkhorn and unregulated parts of the basin where just rain and snow melt hit a lot faster than you typically expected. Yes, yes, indeed. Thanks, Josh. Anything else? Uh, not right now. Basis, 
because the Missouri River is a runoff-driven system, we empty all of, you know, in a normal year, we empty all of the water that's, that runs off through the system and gets back to the base of the flood control. So providing more water or more storage available for, for flood does not necessarily mean lower discharges. And even Gavin's point, if it were empty, this particular rainfall event would have filled it um, uh, in, you know, about half a day, maybe three-quarters of a day, and we still would have been releasing a lot of water. So Gavin's point, not only does it not have a lot of flood control storage, it's not a very large reservoir in and of itself. Thanks for your help. Right. Any questions from the state? Uh, any other questions? The national press, otherwise. Star six to unmute your phone. All right. We appreciate your participation today. As a reminder, the next call will be Friday at 3 p.m. Central, and this concludes our call.